Welcome to the Money Matters Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Torres. This episode is brought to you by Crowdsourced Books. Crowdsourced Books provides you with all the resources you need to become a successful author. You can find out more by visiting crowdsourcedbooks.com. All right, now let's jump into the episode. Episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, and I'm really excited about today's episode. We have Divya Gupta. Um, she is the president and CEO of Grids Consulting Inc., specializing in brand marketing and public relations. So, for all you entrepreneurs, um, executives, business owners out there, listen closely because Divya is going to give us some um, some tips to her success and what you can do also. So first, um, Divya, just, uh, hey, thanks for coming on the show. Glad to have you. My pleasure, Adam. I'm very thrilled and excited, and uh, you'd be happy to know I've done many interviews, but this is my first podcast interview. All right. Love <laughs> to hear that. Well, you hear that? I'm, I'm excited also. Um, all right. So let's just start with, you know, there's a lot a lot of the people that are listening, they're either already entrepreneurs or maybe they're just um, considering going out on their own and becoming entrepreneurs. I see you're the president of the company. If you can maybe just start talking about maybe your journey as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. So uh, my background being an Indian American is a little bit different. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My mother was in PR, so growing up with, uh, you know, watching her do her thing, and she was one of the first few women in India, in New Delhi, to actually lead a marketing and public relations uh, department for the tourism government. And so that was my role model. I always knew that business is where I wanted to be. It's where I am logical and natural at. So I think number one thing to understand and figure out is, you know, what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, and once you figure out your strength, you know, I wanted to kind of focus on that. I also knew when I was 18 that I wanted to be in business of my own, but I needed to uh, do all kinds of work to get that experience, gain it, package it the right way, so when I'm ready to launch, I would be ready for it. So my journey literally started at age 14, you know, wow. and um, I was very influenced by seeing my father in business for almost 45 years and my mother, you know, leading the PR in India. And um, my first entrepreneur uh, venture, so to speak, was uh, at age 22, which was over 20-something years ago. And uh, I was very excited to brand a local fashion designer in Maryland, and that's pretty much how I got started at that time. Wow. <laughs> so it sounds to me like you had, you know, some familial influence. You had some, I mean, it just sounds to me like it was, you know, it was in your blood, really, um, and the through the influences you had around you. Um, no, that's great. So if you, I guess let's start here. If you were, you know, if you were starting all over again, you know, and obviously, you know, you've been a business owner for a while now, um, what what would be some things that you would maybe do a little differently? Um, you know, I would say the initial capital that I presumed as a service-based industry I just wouldn't need, I think I would have actually taken advantage of the resources that were available by small business administration, you know, starting out, which I recommend a lot of new entrepreneurs or if you have a creative thought and idea, 
you know, work with some professionals that have been doing this forever and, you know, draft a strong plan before just executing your creative idea. That was one of my mistakes because I don't think in the beginning years I had the privilege of uh, taking advantage of some of those resources because I started the company in 2008 when, as you know, uh, you know, every single person was losing losing their job at the time. So marketing myself to create income in 2008 was tough in itself, but I wish I took my time to actually maybe six months to a year to sit back with some of the, you know, small business administration professionals and draft my business plans and marketing plans, which I did not get a chance to do. But that's probably what I would have done and, you know, look for some private equity investors to have some initial capital, which, again, I had to find my own ways to create that for myself. So, yeah, I would definitely do those things differently. Wow, that that just warms my heart. So for the <laughs> listeners, I did not pay her to say that, just so you know. <laughs> but I thought, you know, I'm a financial advisor, so a financial planner, and I, you know, I, I that's one of the, the things that I bring you know, into my, my planning relationships is I'll tell people that a, you know, a financial plan is like a business plan for your life, for your personal finances, but it also overarches your business plan and your business finances. And a lot of times people will say, well, I don't have a business plan, so do I need a financial plan? And I yeah. just I just think, oh, my gosh, a business plan is so necessary. I know we have a new culture of you know, just start the business and figure it out later or figure out how to monetize later. So the tech culture has kind of brought that, you know, thing on uh, into business now. And the bottom line is, you know, that does work for some companies and for some people that does, they do become successful in that manner. But that's a very small margin of actual businesses out there that are successful. And so why would you put yourself on the side of, of, of a Hail Mary or like, a, you know, uh, this could work just because I want it to work and I'm going to will it to work when there's resources, there's proven methods in business that are helpful regardless of your model that if you create a proper plan in the beginning, you're more likely to get to the destination you want to be at as opposed to just kind of, you know, flowing in the, um, not <laughs> setting the correct sail and just drifting. <laughs> Yeah, no, so, I, I couldn't agree. You see, I'm passionate about that. That's why I had to preface with, I didn't pay her to say that. I didn't know you were going in that direction, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely discovered how important a plan is. And, of course, in our, our line of work today, you know, for every client, we push for um, learning from my own mistakes, right? So we push for plans, and we push for saying you have to have a strategic focus before you aimlessly just start walking and then running and then you fall flat on your face and you wonder why, you know. Absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. Um, Great. So, okay, so let's say that, you know, the the entrepreneur has the plan. Um, uh, What would be the next step? Let's kind of keep going down that path. What would be the next step? But I want you to focus on the branding, marketing, and, and or public relations side. What would you say is the next step? Sure. So one of the things that um, one of you know I've constantly discovered again we've been in business for a while and we've discovered that most businesses either startups small businesses even mid to large size companies will focus on one aspect of marketing or PR um, and operate their companies as businesses and not as a brand and there's such a difference. In fact, 
my first initial question when I meet uh, an owner of a company or someone in leadership is, are you creating a hobby for yourself or do you want to create revenue for yourself? Because if it's a hobby, then you're going to keep your business as a company, but if it's a business, you're going to work towards creating a brand out of it. And the difference, honestly, between the two is a brand is supposed to be seen, be heard, and be remembered. So when we work with our clients, we're constantly drafting strategies because it's branding is all about a uh, pull marketing co- concept versus the traditional marketing where you're pushing your products and services on your potential customers and prospects. And at that point, it comes off as a sales strategy, as a sales pitch. But when you are focusing on the value of the company and you're focusing on how you operate and your process, then you are pulling your customers towards your brand, and that brings loyalty, longevity in your business, and, of course, recurring revenue because at the end of the day, if you're operating as a hobby, you don't care about what kind of money comes in and what's recurring revenue for you year after year and how to increase that. But when you're operating as a brand, you already have, say, 500 people that are your clients, they are loyal clients. You're consistently getting that revenue. And then you can draft more strategies to kind of expand that market share and keep growing that brand. I mean, a great example is Coca-Cola. We know the branding for Coca-Cola. We know that they have all these extra products. No matter what, they have recurring revenue, and they can keep introducing new product lines to increase that market share and increase their revenue. So in my job, in my life, uh, my team and I, we are 100% focused on turning and converting a business into a brand first. Um, and then we, you know, draft a lot of subliminal strategies to make sure that PR is, is a component of the integrated marketing, but it's not 100% of what we do. But it's integrated into entire strategy that we draft as a plan. So I hope that answered your question. No, no, that's great. And so... And I and when working with entrepreneurs, I tell them pretty often that you know brands don't happen by accident. So mm-hmm. that's the that's the main thing. Like when you know an Apple computer was creating their brand or the way they look and the feel, like that wasn't an accident. It wasn't like oh we just had this you know that just came about that just happened. No, it did not happen. There were a lot of people that were very intently focused on what the end result was going to look like and what that brand was going to look like, and then we obviously see what happens, right? Um, So let's say that you are a – let's say that you have an established brand. So let's say a client comes to you with an established brand, and now they're thinking about brand management and kind of some of the more um, more nuanced – um, areas of, of kind of brand marketing. Like, can you can you just touch on that? Because you're an experienced marketer, so I, I'd like to kind of get your feel from that for some of the more, some of the larger business owners that are listening that think, oh, my brand's intact. Everybody knows what mm-hmm. we do. What would be your advice there? Absolutely. So number one rule of business, as you know, is revenue, right? I mean, that's the bottom line. We all want to Either if you're starting out a business, you want to create one. If you're an established business, you want to always go higher in your revenue no matter what. So my concept always is what is your goal? So I'll give you some examples. We have, you know, multiple clients in diverse industries. And first question I ask is how many clients do you currently have? Okay, if you have 200, what is your goal of increasing your revenue? 
And if they say we want to have 400 clients, then we draft complete strategy. So we we focus on, you know, just five services in our company. We focus on, obviously, brand marketing as our number one thing. Overall focus is brand image. How do we build the equity for your brand within the targeted uh, demographic area? You know, a lot of times established companies want to expand their market share. I mean, that's huge. You know, you want to go from West Coast to the East Coast or in our case, a lot of times brands come out from Mumbai, India, and they want to go, you know, to, to the U.S. markets, right? And so with that concept, we draft um, uh, integrated marketing strategies using PR. We'll connect directly with the editors in a new market that they want to go to and so we can expand, build that relationship with the editors, uh, draft content marketing strategies to create some SEO-optimized content, and we, you know, do a lot of email marketing, even with the whole email marketing. I mean, we want to know how do we expand that market share. So a lot of the stuff we do is really goal-oriented, and I refuse to believe that, you know, businesses don't want to grow. I mean, they want to expand market share and increase revenue and reach new customers at all times. So our strategies are focused more so on their targeted area, city, state, demographic, and we subliminally uh, push their content and push our strategies out where consumers, again, in branding, you know, they don't even know why is it that I wake up in the morning and I want my Starbucks cup every day. Well, that's branding. You know, the mm-hmm. Starbucks has picked up your, your loyalty, and that's how we work. We create a lot of subliminal strategies with working with the leadership and the clients, and we, we meet their goals and objectives, but everything is planned out, yeah. All right. Now, that, that's great. And, I mean, you've given quite a bit of, uh, of uh, jewels or nuggets of information and tips on this, on this podcast. So uh, really appreciate it. Um, let's just end off by um, working. What's your website? Where can everybody follow you? Sure. So we are active on social media, uh, Facebook. You can go ahead and Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. We are Grids Consulting, and Grids is an acronym. It stands for uh, Growth, Retention, Income Development, and Strategy. Uh, five components that every business should really focus on. Our website is gridsconsulting.com. We are in a rebranding phase, so uh, you you might see some old logos there, but we're working to develop our website by end of June. And um, we have office locations in Costa Mesa, Mumbai, as well as Maryland. So uh, you can reach us on any coast as well as India. <laughs> All right. Well, love it. Well, hey, uh, thank you for coming on. Happy to be your first podcast uh, interview, Divya, and uh, wish you much success. Thank you. Adam, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye.